In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, now and forevermore. Amen. Please be seated. Well, good evening, everybody. How are we today? Are we all good? Well, I'm very glad to be with you guys for another evening. And um, thank you so, so much for giving your time and coming for the sake of the Lord Jesus. For whatever you give to the Lord, you will receive uh, 10 times, 100 times, 1,000 and a million times over. Nothing goes in vain. That means nothing goes lost with the Lord Jesus. Everything is recorded in his book. Whatever you do for him, most certainly he will reward you accordingly. So, without uh, taking any further of your time, we're going to read today a few verses from the book of Genesis. And I'm going to take actually chapter 1. And I will read a couple of verses for you from Genesis chapter 1, which is the first chapter in the Old Testament. It says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. God saw that the light was good. And he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And the darkness, uh, and there was evening, and there was morning the first day. And glory be to our Lord Jesus Christ forever and evermore. Amen. Just a small introduction. Um, if you hear the word, the law of God, the books of Moses, the Torah, these names, they are referring to the five books of the Old Testament that were written by Moses himself about 1500 years before the Lord Jesus' birth. In the desert of Sinai, between Egypt and Israel. They start with the book of Genesis, which I just read now, a couple of verses from that chapter. The second book is called Exodus. The third book's Leviticus. The fourth, Numbers. The fifth, Deuteronomy. So Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. These five books are called the books of the law, the law of Moses, the Torah. This is the law of God for the Israelites and for all of us. A simple understanding. What is Genesis? What is Exodus? What is Leviticus? What is Number and Deuteronomy illustrate and represent and mean to us? The book of Genesis is the book of creation. The book of Genesis is the book of creation. God is love. And because he is love and he loved us, that's why on the basis of love he created us. So Genesis is the creation of everything on the basis of God's love. Now, creation means I'm creating something to make it complete. I'm creating something to make it complete. In the, lang in the Arabic language, uh, Genesis is called Taqween. 
Now in Arabic, taqween means I put things together and I make something complete. I form something, I find something, I bring into existence. So it's a, I'm completing something. Now exit is, exit is means leaving, going out. I'm exiting, you know, like exit, see the sign exit? So exit is means going out. Leviticus means uniting into one. Two becomes one. And it's, we find that in marriage. The Lord Jesus said, God created Adam and Eve, and He said, let their, these two become one. And no one is to separate them, but what God has united, no man is to separate. So it's bringing two into one. So Leviticus, Levi, means it is a word uh, given for matrimonial ceremony, marriage. The two become one flesh. That's Leviticus. Numbers, the book of Numbers, it all talks, if you read the book of Numbers, the Old, you know, the old Testament, it all says, so-and-so got this piece of land, so-and-so got this piece of land. It's all about, you know, dividing properties and giving them, you know, to people. I've got now an, a, a property in my name. I've got, a, I've got a land. I've got a place in my name. Deuteronomy, do your means two. Deuteronomy, that means the second time, repeating, reinforcing. So, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, all these four chapters, what has been written in there? It's been now summarized in Deuteronomy. Everything that has been written in the previous four chapters have been put all together in one book called Deuteronomy. So when you're repeating what you've said earlier, means it's a reinforcement of what I've said. What I said earlier is unbreakable, unshakable, unchangeable. I'm reinforcing what I've said, reconfirming, reconfirming what I've just said. Now, Genesis. I am being formed, I am being completed by God out of love. And unless I am formed, unless I am mature, unless I am complete, I cannot exit to the world. When I'm ready, I go out. If I'm not ready, I can't go out. Isn't it true? When I can do something, then I'll try and do it. I'm not going to try and do something that is beyond my capability. So God created us in perfection in order to lead us into this world. I am complete by God in order now to go out and work for Him. As a child, I rely on my parents. As a mature and grown-up person, I manage my life. I go out and work. When I was a little kid, my parents would go out, would exit, would go out to work and provide for me. Now that I'm mature, now that I'm older, I go out and work and provide for my parents. So unless I am complete, unless I am mature, unless I am capable of standing on my feet, relying on myself, I cannot go out into this world. I need to be ready. To be a doctor, I can't just go and become one. I need to go through the different stages of preparation till I become a doctor. Primary school, high school, university, then a doctor. Because unless I go through these stages of perfection, unless I go through these stages of being completed, I cannot be a doctor that can heal people and help people. So Genesis is the stage where I am being taught to perfection in order to go and perfect other people. Now, what am I going out there for? Exodus is going out. What am I going out there for? I'm going out there to meet my Lord. I'm going out there to experience my Lord's love and mercy and compassion in my life. I'm going out there to work for Him, 
to work with him, to work by him. I'm going out there to be a disciple, an eyewitness, a believer, a faithful. I testify for my Lord Jesus. How do we testify for our Lord Jesus as youngsters? We're growing up in the 21st century. We're growing up in the West. We're growing up in Sydney, Australia. Could be America, Europe, Middle East. Whatever, which corner of the world we are. As Christians, as children of God, who is Christ himself, we need to go out there to be eyewitnesses and disciples and we need to preach the good news and be a good example for the world that is out there. Now as a good Christian, as a young boy and a young girl, when I go out there, which I have been prepared how do I get prepared? How do I get formed? How do I become complete in Genesis? By growing up at home through the Word of God. My parents should teach me. When I'm older, I should come to church. I should be close to the church as the church will teach me and make me grow in faith. I should come to Bible studies. I should read the Holy Bible. I should be close to everything that is relevant to Jesus Christ. This will prepare me to be ready to go out there and be a witness for the Lord. Now as a Christian, whether a boy or a girl, we go out there, we mix with a lot of people. Christians and non-Christians. How do we testify for the Lord Jesus? By our actions, by our language, and by our behavior. I can't say I'm a Christian in front of everyone and go and say, foul words or bad words. I can't be a good Christian where my actions are against what the Lord Jesus is saying. I can't be a good Christian. I can't be a good Christian and not be able to forgive and forget what people have done to me. If I want to follow in the footprints of the Lord and be a witness for the Lord in front of the world, in front of everyone that I meet, I should really show Jesus Christ to everyone. And how do I show Jesus Christ to everyone? Through good action, good language, and good behavioral pattern. Something happens. Somebody hurts me. Someone goes against me. Someone tries to destroy my reputation. What do I do? Do I take revenge? Do I return that evil with evil? Or as St. Paul says, do not return evil with evil, but return evil with goodness. First Corinthians 13.8. Memorize this. First Corinthians 13.8 is a verse that every one of us, every Christian should live this word. This verse should be lived by us should be inhaled by us. It should run in our veins, in our blood, everywhere. In every cell of our life, of our body. And what is that verse? First Corinthians 13, 8. Love never fails. I repeat it again. Love never fails. People hate me. I love them. People go against me. I love them. People don't want me. I love them. You do your part and let Jesus does the rest. So I go out to testify for the Lord Jesus because first stage, I'm being formed by Him. I'm being completed by Him. Then He will lead me out to witness for Him. Exodus. Why? Because after that witness, he wants something from me. He wants to lead me to Leviticus, where him and I become one, like marriage. The soul of every single Christian person is the bride of Jesus Christ. And he is the bridegroom. He wants to enter a marriage contract. And he said it. The Lord Jesus said it in the Gospel of John. He said, Father, 
Just like I and you are one, I want them, us Christians, to be one in us. Oneness, one, two become one. That is unity of marriage. That is Leviticus. And when we are united in Him, then He's going to take us to the next stage, which is Numbers. What is Numbers? I've got a property written in my name. My name is being written in the book of life. And what is my land that I inherit? The land of the kingdom of God. God's kingdom becomes my inheritance. I will have the title deed. I am the rightful owner of the entire kingdom of God. Whatever God has is mine because we became one. We are one. Whatever is his is mine now. That's what Jesus has given and is giving to everyone who is willing to accept him as Lord and Savior. And when he puts my name in his book of life, when he gives me the kingdom, then he will take me to Deuteronomy. Dueto, two. I become a twin Christ on earth. I become Christ-like on earth. Another Christ on earth. People haven't seen Jesus, but it's blessed is the one who shows Jesus to others. Blessed is the one who carries Christ to other people and make other people taste the love of Jesus through you and you and you and you and you. And you. You became Christ on earth. You become the ambassador, the representer of Jesus Christ, the image, the reflection. You can't be the reflection of Jesus by swearing. You can't be the reflection of Jesus by lying. You can't be the reflection of Jesus by hating. You can't be the reflection of Jesus by not forgiving. You can't be the reflection of Jesus by holding grudges and anger. You can't be the reflection of Jesus by hurting others. Jesus, everywhere he went, he showed love, mercy, and compassion. Everywhere. And everyone that went against him, Jesus blessed them. Another piece of advice for all of us, not just you, for me too is that don't ever think that by coming to Bible studies that by coming to Bible studies it's just I come to gather some information and then I go home. It's not a, 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 an information gathering place. I come to listen to what Jesus is telling me. Not, not Father Emmanuel. Not Father Emmanuel. I'm hearing the voice of the Lord Jesus. What is he trying to tell me this very night? You know what? You didn't come here. There are two words that are not in the Christian index or dictionary. One is luck. Two is coincidence. These two words do not e exist in the index or the English dictionary or the, I mean, Christian dictionary. There is no such thing as luck and there is no such thing as coincidence because the Messiah that we worship is God and this God he sees everything he knows everything and he is everywhere and in everything so nothing is luck for him and nothing is certainly a coincidence for him for you to come to the church he called you by your name he wants you here that's why you're here you didn't come your parents didn't send you Father Emmanuel will call you. It was Jesus. And you better believe it. It is not luck. It wasn't just a, a coincidence. He wants you because he wants to tell you something every time you come here. And every time you give your time to him, he wants to tell you something. And when you come to Bible studies, when you're listening to the preaching, whatever was in your heart before you come here, Jesus knows what was in your heart. Then listen to his voice and you will find an answer for everything that was bothering your mind. Or maybe you had a question and you'll find an answer through this preaching. And when you listen to this word that has touched your heart, 
ask the Lord Jesus right there and then say Lord help me give me the strength the wisdom the courage so that I can live this word not just hear this word we talk about love we talk about forgiveness we talk about sharing and caring but when something happens between us as a family we tend to forget everything and all of a sudden we become enemies and hate each other why then what have we learned all this time from hearing the Word of God looks like we didn't take it seriously and we didn't try at least to live this word and understand this word what does it mean to love what does it mean to forgive what does it mean to be kind what does it mean to be a humble person is it just a word no I have to live it take one word trust me take one word at a time and say Lord this week I'm gonna live the word love you're gonna find obstacles you're gonna find people probably going against you but you are learning how to love in difficult circumstances it's a school I have to learn it's an exam I have to be prepared for sometimes I fail and I learn from my failures so that I can build up on it and next time I'll pass take one word don't live it for that week live it for that day say Lord this morning you gave me a new start a fresh start all day today I'm gonna to be kind to everyone you get up in the morning you say hi to mom mom doesn't even answer you oh, I love you mom don't touch me and then you start boiling up and then you remember oh I promised Jesus that I'm gonna be kind and then the temperature goes down I'm very I love you mommy but I'm tomorrow mommy don't worry <laughs> we need to live the gospel it is not just I hear the preacher and go home I need to learn to learn how to live the words that I'm hearing so now Genesis I'm being perfected I'm being taught completed so that I can go out and do something and when I go out I have I had I should not forget that I'm a Christian wherever I am I should not forget that I am a Christian and I have to testify for the Lord Jesus have fun enjoy life guys but enjoy it with Jesus guess what he is the creator might as well call him because he knows the ins and outs and the loops of his world because only the builder knows what the structure is all about you don't know how to run life so call the one who created that life and that world and say Lord my daddy my sweetheart I love you my friend my best buddy hand in hand bro hey my husband I love you sweetheart Jesus let's go it's my friend's birthday Jesus I'm taking you with me let's go out together Jesus I'm going out to meet some friends I want you to come with me Lord you are my best friend and I want you to come with me so you bless my friends the more you remember the Lord the lesser mistakes you'll make why did our father Adam eat from the tree because he forgot what God said to him God the Lord God said Adam don't eat from that tree if you eat surely you'll die he forgot that's why he ate if he had remembered what God had told him he wouldn't have eaten I said this once before when you come to church if somebody smokes huh and I would do respect for all those who guys who smoke don't smoke it's bad for your pocket bad for your health but if somebody smokes and they come to church on Sunday and there is a holy mass on when they're sitting in the church would they smoke huh 
Would they smoke? No. They wouldn't, would they? Why? Because they know they are sitting in the presence of God. Jesus Christ is watching. It is, uh, it's not right to smoke when Jesus is watching. And then the moment you go out of the church, it's finished, you go out, you start smoking. And they say, well, why are you smoking out there? Um, because nobody's watching. I'm, I'm by myself now. Hello? Is God everywhere? Yeah. Well, He's everywhere. So, if you want to smoke out there, might as well smoke here. Yeah. Well, He's everywhere. The same God here is the same God out there. So why are you embarrassed here to smoke and not embarrassed out there to smoke? Why are you afraid here to smoke and not afraid out there to smoke? It's the same God. And He is there. And He's everywhere. But we forget out there. Ah, nobody's watching. Ah, very good. So let's have a puff. <laughs> Remember Jesus. And pray to Him and ask Him to help you. Let's say, Lord, when I, whenever I forget you, remind me that you are with me. Remind me. So anyway, I'm being completed in Genesis so that I go out and be a witness for Christ in Exodus so that we are united together, become one body in Leviticus and then that my name will be written in the book of life, Numbers and when my name is written in his book, I'll be another Christ on earth, Deuteronomy. Let's go on to these verses and contemplate a bit on these few verses. It says, in the beginning God created the heavens and earth now the earth was formless and empty, darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. God saw the light, that the light was good, and He separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness He called night. And there was evening, and there was morning the first day. In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. We could talk for hours on this one, but I'll be very brief. I'll give you just a, a piece of understanding about the names of God. Now, the Old Testament, the original text, the language that it was written in was Hebrew, the Jewish language. The Old Testament is written in the Hebrew language. When the book is translated into other languages, there are certain words that they lose their meaning. So you've got to go back to the original text to understand more about what is written. Now, an example. And here it says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. If you read it in Arabic, In Assyrian, In Hebrew, Allohim. Oh, in the beginning, Elohim created the heavens and the earth, not God, Elohim. Now the word Elohim or Elohim in Hebrew means the gods, plural, many, the gods, Elohim. In the Arabic language, my beloved, if you're not aware of it, plural starts with number three and above. They're single, twin, and then plural starts with three and above in Arabic language. So Elohim is plural, three and above. That means in the beginning already the Holy Trinity is right there and then in the name Elohim. We believe in the God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, three. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, three in one, one God. Now, a multiplication or a magnification of one is greatness, mightiness. I know it's a little bit hard for you guys, but I'm going to make it a little bit more simple. When a king of a country or a president of a nation stands, when he gives a talk, he doesn't say, I'm going to do this. He uses the word we. We are doing this. We are saying this. Well, if you say, when you say we, how many of you are there? You're only one. But why is he saying we? Because his position is a president of a whole nation. 
is not anyone, is someone great, someone mighty. So the magnification of one is greatness and mightiness. Now God used Elohim when it came to creating. So Elohim means the mighty God in creation. When it comes to creation, I am Elohim, the mighty God, one magnified in three. You know, the president is one, but he says we. Why? Because his position is a president. He represents the whole country. It's a mighty position. So God says, I am mighty in creation. That's why I am Elohim. But when he comes to provision, to provide for you, he calls his name Yahuwah. Jehovah. Have you heard of Jehovah's Witnesses? Why not? Yeah. Don't go there. But Yahuwah means I am the mighty God when it comes to providing for your needs. When Jesus came in the New Testament, he says, I am the bread of life. Now the word I am means Yahuwah, Jehovah. The word I am is Jehovah. God, the mighty, in provision, providing for you. You say, Lord, I'm hungry. He says, Jehovah is the bread of life that descended from heaven. If you eat me, you will never hunger. You say, Lord, I'm lost. Jehovah is your good shepherd who looks after you and finds you and, and brings you back. I am mighty in providing, Yahuwah, Jehovah. I am mighty in creation, in creating Elohim. So it says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless. That means it was, uh, you know, desolate, wrecked, and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. That means this earth that we live on was under, was covered by water throughout. This globe that we live on was underwater covered the entire globe was underwater that is the darkness was on over the surface of the deep the deep means it was covered underwater the entire land there was no land there was no dry land showing anyway everything was underwater everything and the spirit of God was hovering over the waters now pay attention please to the next verses that are the words that I'm going to say to you what are we made of? This body. Who can tell me? This body, where is it taken? From? Hmm? From? The earth. Motherland. Right? Sand, soil. From, uh, from the earth. Dust to dust, ashes to ashes. That what we say? So this body is made out of what? The earth. Motherland. What does it say here? Darkness was over the surface of the deep. Now the water was covering the earth. And on top of this water, it was all dark. We are the earth. Now take the word earth and put me. Moi. I am covered by water. When I go under the water, what happens to me? When you're under water, can you breathe? If you can't breathe, then you are what? Suffocating. When you're under water, can anyone hear you? So, when you are covered by water, you can't breathe, you're suffocating, and you see, you realize that you are drowning. That means you are in danger. And you know that I'm going to die very soon. Very scary, isn't it? Very scary. And on top of that situation, it is all dark. And my goodness, when you don't have the oxygen coming to your brains, everything goes black. Huh? You just switch off. If there's not enough oxygen coming to your brain, you black out. What is the Bible trying to tell us? But it says, 
the Spirit of God was hovering. Hovering is the action of the dove. You know, when the bird goes like this, woof, woof, that's hovering. The Spirit of God was hovering like a, like a dove, like, like a bird on the waters. Now I said the earth is me. I'm covered by the waters. I'm in danger. I'm suffocating. And it's dark everywhere around me. But the Spirit of God was right there in my distress. All of us at some stage of our life and maybe throughout of our lives we go through dark moments. I come through a moment where I see that I'm drowning just like somebody drowns in the water. I see myself that if I cry out, if I make a shout, nobody is hearing me. Everybody has ignored me. Everybody has deserted me. Everybody has left me and gone. I, am, I feel I am alone. I feel I'm under pressure. I feel I'm lonely. I'm feeling and I'm seeing that everything is dark around me. I'm suffocating. Too much weight on my shoulders. I can't take it anymore. And then you say, I'm alone. But guess what? The Spirit of God is hovering right there with you. He has never left you alone. Everybody's gone and left you, but God never. Jesus never. He never forgotten you. And He never will. And in the worst situation that you're in, in the depth of that bad situation, He is sharing every single moment with you. He's there for you. You've got to trust Him. You've got to believe in that. And you have to acknowledge that. That I am a Christian and Jesus is my Lord and Savior. He purchased me with His blood. He's never left me, never deserted me, and never will. Where everyone forgotten about me, he never has. Where everybody, everybody gone and left me, he never has. And what, when I was in that situation that nobody understood me, he was the only one that knew everything about me. I didn't have to explain nothing to him. He knows everything. You have to have hope, my beloved, even if it's a dark moment, even if you feel that you're drowning, that you are under pressure, that you are distressed, a lot of things are going wrong in your life, doors are being shut. Hey, you're screaming, maybe nobody's hearing you, but guess what? Go back in silence and pray to your Lord. King David says, in my distress, I cried out to you and you heard my cry. When I was drowning, I was hopeless and helpless. But in that weak moment, I cried out to you. You came to my rescue. You came to my rescue. So when things are going wrong in your life, don't panic. Oh, I'm drowning. Oh, you're going to start shouting and then water starts coming in. You're going to just kill yourself. Don't panic in that situation. What you need to do is be calm. I know it's, 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 it's hard, but in, be quiet and pray to the Lord. Say, Lord, I believe and I know that you see and you know everything. And you know my situation. I don't need to explain it to you. But you know what? I don't have anyone but you. And I don't want to have anyone but you. Because there is no other one but you. Because when my spirit leaves my body, I'm coming back to you, my Lord. I was made by you, and I'm coming back to you. I came out from you, and I need to go back to you, my Lord. You are the only one. So I'm coming to my true daddy. I'm coming to my true friend. I'm coming to the one who knows, sees everything about me. Have faith, no matter what the situation is. You made a mistake, 
You blow up something? You stuff something up? Pardon my French. You've committed a crime? You've committed a sin? You've drifted away? You've gone too far away from the Lord Jesus and you made so many mistakes in your life, in your past? Come back. Jesus is always waiting for you. And while the time is there, take advantage of it. Say, Lord, I'm sorry. Say, Lord, I need your help. Lord, it's very dark around me. And I hate darkness. And see what God is going to say to you. Listen to this. It was all dark everywhere. God said, and God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good. And he called, and he separated the light from the darkness. He called the light day, and the darkness night. When you show faith, when you pray, my beloved, the most powerful weapon you could ever use is prayer. Stop whinging. Stop complaining. Stop telling people off. Stop saying nobody understands. Everybody gets on my nerve and they are like as thick as a brick wall. Stop! Pray. Pray. And I say again, pray. Because our God is the God of praise. And pray from the heart because He wants your heart. Mean what you say. Bow on your knees, and if you need to cry, cry for it. Let your tears do the talking, not your tongue and lips. Cry to Him with your tears, and say, Lord, I'm stuffed up. I'm trying to love this person, but I, I can't. I don't know how. I'm trying to forgive this person. I don't know how. I'm, I'm trying to learn to live with this person, but I don't know how. It's a struggle. It is difficult. Pray. Ask Him. There is another word for you to live. Prayer. Lord Jesus, today I'm going to be a prayer. I'm not going to say a prayer. I'm going to be the prayer itself. It's not just words that I say. It is the deeds that I do. And let me, Lord, through these deeds be prayers for you, my Lord. Glorify your name through my actions, through my words, through my deeds. Pray to the Lord. And when you pray to Him, it is all dark. It's a dead end. It's a hopeless case. I'm gone. And before you say, God will say, let there be light. And light comes on board. And when the sun rises, darkness poof, vanishes. God will change everything in a split second. Because He's God. He's mighty. He does wonders. And the light came. And God saw the light that was good. And He separated the light from darkness. And He called the light day and the darkness night. I call light Christ, darkness evil, the devil. I call light good, darkness evil. I call light holiness, darkness sin. I call light life. I call darkness death. I call light the kingdom of God on earth. I call darkness the kingdom of the world. The kingdom of God, the ruler of that kingdom is the light of the world. The king of kings, Jesus Christ. The ruler of the kingdom of the world, darkness, is the devil. Bad Darkness, good, light. 
And God saw the light that it was good. And guess what? Jesus Christ in the Gospel of St. John chapter 10 says, I am the good shepherd. So, what was that light? Who was that light that came and diminished the darkness? That light is the Son of God, Jesus Christ himself. I am the light of the world. John 8, 12. He who comes to the light shall not walk in darkness. And the light is the life of mankind. What is light and what is darkness? My beloved, life, when we are born and we grow a little bit older, what happens? We go to school. What is school? We learn, isn't it? What do we learn there? Words put together. It's words put together, makes some sense, they're called sentences. And through those sentences that I read, I become something good in this life, if I really go for it, to become something good. So life is a school that I learn. What is learning? Knowledge. Another word for learning is knowledge. So what is this world all about? Knowledge. What kind of knowledge is there in this world? There is the knowledge of light, good, and there is the knowledge of darkness, bad. There is good and bad and nothing in between. It's either good or bad. You can either be happy or sad. Can you be in between? No. You can't. The book of Proverbs, King Solomon says, uh, a source that brings water out, like an eye of water. You know how you see in the mountains, just water comes out of this opening. He says that opening cannot, can either bring sweet water or salty water. It cannot bring the two together. Your tongue, the Apostle James of the, the Lord Jesus says, the tongue can either say nice things or bad things. You can't be one day, God bless you, and the next one, buzz off. You can't say, I love you, and then I hate you. You can't. It's either sweet water or salty water. It's either good or bad. It's either light or darkness. There is no gray area. Gray area is, I'm imitating, I'm faking it, I'm acting. You're not an actor. You're a real person. Stop acting. So the Lord says that the day, the light called the day. And the Lord Jesus, look at this. The Lord Jesus, he says, work my children while it's day because the night is coming when the night comes you cannot work anymore what is he saying work while it's light while it's day that means work for your lord while you are alive when you die you cannot work anymore when i'm sick i can't when i'm healthy i work while you have the opportunity, while I'm healthy, while I'm here all good and clear, I've got everything. I've got a house, I've got a place to stay, I can eat, I can drink, I still meet good people. I should thank the Lord for it. Work for your Lord while you can. Why are you wasting your time on silly things? Have fun, my, my, my beloved. I'm, I, I know at your age, you need to go out and explore things and having fun. But remember, remember, do it with the Lord Jesus. Do it with the Lord Jesus. And the best fun, the best fun 
is when you go on a picnic with Jesus Christ. You just want to eat him. He's so sweet, man. He's so cute. He's so friendly. Build a relationship with the Lord Jesus. Say, Lord, I'm learning how to get to know you. Can you please teach me more? I want to be your friend. Would you like that? He's going to say, oh yeah, I've been waiting for this. I've been dying for this moment. Of course I want to be your friend. Handshake? Yes, sir. All right, give me five, brother. Let's go. Take him. Talk to him. Talk to him. Learn how to live and love him. My mom says this, my dad says that. My brother says this, my sister gets on my nerve and says that. Enough. You've been listening for too long. I've had a bit of a change. Listen to Jesus. Talk to him. Read the Bible. Instead of wasting your time on arguments and silly things, read the Bible. It's going to make you go, ha, ha. instead of listening to a heavy metal you know like the rah, rah, bum, bum, or having a sabufa khabibi in the backseat of your car listen to some religious music did I tell you I told you this story so many times I'll say it again because it's being recorded you see I'll say it one day I was driving downtown Fairfield khabibi and the traffic light went red and I stopped and all of a sudden, an earthquake started to happen. I was going, and then I looked behind me, there was a car approaching about 200 meters away. I said, oh my goodness, what's happening? And this car pulled over, it was still red, so I pulled next to me. It was summer, hot summer, so the windows were up. And I, I could hear, and the car was shaking and my car was shaking too you know it was like a big wave coming we're going like i said the glass is gonna shatter and the and the guy who was driving in that car he was going yeah i said he must be deaf from the noise pollution and the loudspeaker, the satellite dish, the sabufa khabibi in the backseat, I said, this guy, is, his eardrums are gone, man. It was nauseous than a jumbo jet going full blast, man. So, um, I was trying to make some sense out of that music. I really couldn't. Because it was just something, something in my chest going, <laughs> Put some nice, there are some magnificent religious songs. Unbelievable, man. I was listening one day to this black American woman singing. I melted. It was more powerful than any preaching. The words, the voice, the music, man, it just pierced through the heart. That's what you need. You have to feed your spirit. Guys, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. We are one big family here. And this family is based on the word love. We need to work together. We need to be supportive of each other. And we need to live this love between each other. And guess what? When it's love, when it's love, things will go wrong. Things will not go the way you want them. But love fixes everything up. Love soothes everything. Love heals every wound. And we need 
to live this word, not just hear it and say, yeah, it sounds good. No, I need to live it. That means when I love, when I have that love in me, can I really learn on how to forgive? Can I really live this word on how to be patient? Okay, they always listen to me, but how about if I now listen to them? And when you have a problem, I've always said it, if you can't talk to no one, you can always talk to me. I don't want to see any one of you far from you all. May the Lord Jesus bless you and protect you all. But I don't want any one of you to see you guys one day being hurt or, or seeing tears coming out of your, your eyes. If you've got an issue, you're not sure of anything, talk to me. Pray to the Lord. He's number one. But you can talk to me as well. Guys, a prayer goes a long way. I'll tell you this story. And it, it, it can be true as well. But I'll say it. The prayer goes a very, very long way and a very powerful way. There was this king in this particular city. He had one son. One boy. About six, seven years old. This king was a very Christian king. And he used to do um, the remembrance of the Holy Mother's Feast, 15th of December, uh, of, of August, I beg your pardon, 15th of August. Which is the remembrance of the Holy Mother where she, it was the assumption of the Queen of Heaven, meaning going to the heaven, the third heaven, to paradise in the body. So he used to do her feast every 15th of August without failure. And he would call the entire city. And he would spend that money out of his own pocket and feed every single one. And he would not differentiate between a rich and a poor person. He would, be, he would show his love for all the people of his town, of his city. Love never differentiates. One day, while they were busy preparing the food, his son, without the king's knowledge, without his father's knowledge, he saw some men going down to the river to fish, to catch some, uh, to catch, uh, some fish. So he sneaked and he said, I'd like to go and see what they do. So he went and he, and he stood on this rock on the edge and watching the waters flowing and the fish, he was excited, his feet slipped and he fell into the water. It was a big current was a little boy, people saw him going and they recognized that it was the, son, the king's son. So they tried to save him, but the waters were stronger than them. They saw him going up and down a couple of times and he went down, he never came up. These people said, we are all dead meat. His only son has died, has drowned. What are we gonna say to this king? And, and our king is very nice, but this kind of news is going to just drop him dead. They went back, very scared, not knowing how to approach this. They went to the king on his own and they said, King, we've got some very, very bad news. He said, what? They said, your son just drowned. He died. This king being a very religious guy, he said, my son is not dead. And I do not want you to go and tell this news to no one, except my, especially my wife. And I don't want any of these people who came to this feast to eat and celebrate, enjoy and happiness. I do not want them to hear this news because it's going to ruin this day. This day is for the Queen of Heaven. This day is going ahead. Everybody's going to eat, drink and receive the blessings of the Holy Mother and go home. This news will not come out. And before the sun goes down, my son will come back. I believe, I know that. Before the sun went down, the news came, King, your son is running back home. He started crying, of course. He went and hugged him and he you know, kissed him and he was, you know, 
overwhelmed. And he said, my son, what happened? Tell me. How did you come out? He said, Dad, I was sinking. I was going down. I knew I was dead. But you know what, Dad? I saw a lady coming to my rescue. She was wearing blue and white. And who else? But the Queen of Heaven. And this lady was very kind to me, Dad. She had a loaf of bread in her hand, in the water. And she put it on my mouth, so no water would come into my mouth. And she held me and she said, go and tell your father that all his charitable deeds, all his good deeds, all his caring and sharing and love that he showed, and the prayers that he prayed for me and my son, Jesus, have saved you, my child. Go back and tell your dad what he has done has paid him off. And he said, she held my hand, she started pulling me up, and I saw a branch of a tree hanging there, she said, grab onto it. And I grabbed onto it, and I came out. Whatever you do that is good, any prayer that you give to the Lord, rest assured, you will be paid for it. Every good action you do in your life will be paid for by the mighty Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Remember all, finally, love never fails. 1 Corinthians 13, 8. Love never fails. It is all dark. I'm covered by water. Darkness surrounds me. But when you have the love of Christ in your heart, Christ will shine forth and will diminish that darkness and He will bring you out in one piece. Believe in that, trust in that, and walk and ask the Lord Jesus to teach you how to live that. God bless you guys. Let's stand for the Lord's Prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Lord Jesus, we thank you for every moment that you give for us to be together here in your name. You said, if two or three gather together in my name, I am the, the, the other person in the midst of them. We believe and trust that you are with us, my Lord. I ask you, my Lord Jesus, this humbled and unworthy priest of yours, I ask you to bless, and I'm sure you already have, but I am pleading to you, my Lord, to bless and protect every single soul that is present in your holy presence. Lord Jesus, teach us how to walk in your footsteps. Lord Jesus, teach us how to live you on earth. Lord Jesus, make us another Christ on earth for you. You need to be glorified. You should be glorified. You must be glorified because you are God. Lord God, Lord Jesus, we ask you to show us the way to hold on to us when we are through our weakness slip and make mistakes when we veer off the road and and go further and further from you lord jesus we ask you you are our good shepherd to come and look for us and search for us find us bring us back to your home jesus without you we're lost without you we're blind without you we're weak without you we do not know nothing you are everything that we need. Lord Jesus, give us that love of yours and teach us how to live your love. Truly, my Lord. Until now, I haven't learned nothing from you. Until now, I have been so distant from you. Until now, I have been a lost child. But for a change, a single moment in my life which you have given me, I am really crying out to you, Lord, Show me the way. Bring me back to your way, Lord. Teach me on how to live love, on how to forgive in love, on how to be kind through love, on how to be compassionate through love, on how to be humbled in love. Show me how to live with the people who go against me in love, because love is you and you are God, and in you anything and everything I can do. 
Jesus, even though darkness is surrounding me now, but I know the light of the world, which is you, my Lord, will shine forth in me. And there will be no more darkness, but there will be all light. I trust in you, Lord. I give everything to you because I know that you have never forgotten me, never have and never will. I ask all of this in the name of the mighty Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the beloved Son of God, our Lord and Savior, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. God bless you all, guys. May God bless you. And until next week, may He protect you and keep you under His right hand. Thank you. Thank you.